Garlic fries and baseball, guys. Make sure you are subscribed with Joe Shasky, Mark Weather. We bring you two episodes a week. I'm very excited about this. First time here, episode yeah. 20. We got a bunch of mailbag questions um, from uh, from our subscribers and our listeners. Okay. And so let's dive through some of them. Uh, here's number one. Based on Johnny Cueto's performance and contract with the White Sox this year, would both of us want him on the Giants? And what would you give up for him? What do you think on that one? Well, I think Johnny Cueto is a complicated character. I always felt like when the, the, the lights were the brightest, he pitched his best. And when the team was kind of out of contention, he didn't really serve a purpose for your team. Like he's a guy that like, he has to get up for the moment. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but yep. he's a particular kind of a player. I don't know how much he'd really help this team right now. And if you watched him last year, I mean, he looked horrible, horrible uh, at times over the last couple of years. So I'm, I'm rooting for him. He's a guy I have a fond memories for. I still do the shimmy when I'm doing little league pitching. But in terms of like his reuniting with the Giants, that ship has sailed for me. You know, for me, this is look, if the Giants are going to go acquire someone, it's funny to me that we would suggest while we're all yelling about where are the exciting players, <laughs> where are the big money players? And then you're going to sort of bleep foot around and say the acquisition's going to be Johnny Cueto. Stop bleep footing around. If you're going to go get somebody, go get somebody that's going to win you a playoff game. Exactly. I don't want Johnny Cueto on the team unless I feel Johnny Cueto can go win game three of, of, of the National League wild card round series or whatever the hell they're going to call it this yeah. year. That's who I want. Last year, the Dodgers acquired Max Scherzer. I'm not saying you got to go get the best yeah. pitcher in the league, but I don't want a pitcher unless I feel like he can go give me six or seven oh. innings in a playoff game and win it. Yeah, I, I'm 100% with you. I mean, like, think bigger Giants fans. Think Frankie Montas, even though that might not happen for the Giants, but think someone who has team control, has bullets left in that arm, and is someone who actually scares the opponent. You know what I mean? Like, let's, I, let's, let's, let's raise our bar a little higher. Love the idea of Montas, but did you see that he left after one inning today? And you're I just did. going, I mean, I the A's, the A's can't even trade someone in time. Like I mean, this whole thing, you know, and, and how would you? It's only, you know, it's not even July 4th yet. Um, but, but my God, like, I, yeah, Montas would be perfect if he's healthy. And now yes. we don't know. Um, all right. Next one from a very good, faithful listener. Uh, to uh, to 95.7 The Game and our podcast, Stephen Risotto, who says, oh, nice, uh, we saw that playing the platoon game and working matchups could result in winning 107 games. But is it a sustainable business model from an entertainment standpoint? How can fans feel excited to attend a game when Jock Peterson, with an all-star campaign, might be sitting against a lefty? Okay, not only is this a great question, this is the question. This is the it question is that everyone's question. asking right now. So here's how I would personally answer it. Um, can working matchups and the platoon game be sustainable? Yes, dot, 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 to a point. So first off, the platoon game and working matchups, that happens with every team in baseball right now. Mm -hmm. And it's not going anywhere. And in fact, it's not new. It's not new. The way that it's new is that it's at every position. Yes. And so we talked about leadership earlier from a leadership standpoint, from an entertainment standpoint, um, just from the standpoint of, of the ability to put a lineup together with some recognizability 
and 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 some fear in the opponent. I do think that there need to be some everyday players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you need at least two or three of those. And yeah. the Giants, I think they agree. Remember, Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford were supposed to be that, but injured again, not performing the same way again. I have no problem if you want a platoon right field or platoon second base, if you also have a three, four, five hitter that are there every day who are putting up some big numbers. I do still believe that's where they're going. That's where the Dodgers ended up. Mm-hmm. I think that's where they're going. They're just taking a little, a little too much of their sweet time getting there. Let me give you two, one current, one former Dodger. Like you, you got the the Taylors, the Chris Taylors, who can play multiple positions. He'll platoon, but you've got guys like Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts and Trey Turner who are written in permanent marker, you know, etched in to the Ten Commandment tablets, if you will. And then I'll move Taylor around. I'll move Kiki Hernandez, who ended up moving along, I believe, yeah. to the Red Sox. You know, I'll move him around. Those guys can work one or two a night, and you can work those matchups if you have those superstar studs. Problem is, look at the splits for the Giants. They've got one guy. His name's Luis Gonzalez, and even then there's a little bit of a drop-off. Everybody is so dramatic in terms of verse righties, verse lefties. I guess Jock is having a pretty balanced season for, for his standards, but, like, they just don't have any guys that can hit properly against both righties and lefties, they are forced to pull the lever on the platoons. And yeah, from an entertainment standpoint, it's draining. Like it just straight up is. I want I want to see Vladimir Guerrero every single day, bat against righties and lefties. Uh, all right, next one. What's more likely, an upgrade at the catching position externally or a resurgent Joey Bart? We talked about this a little bit. Uh, returning to the big leagues. What do you think? Yeah, to me, I think that they're going to go via free agency or the trade and try to get somebody to patchwork the next two years. It looks like to me, Bailey is at least a couple years away. Now, they did have pro talent at the catcher level coming out of spring training in every single level. I don't know where that stands today. It's so hard to find. Is this double A guy going to be able to make the leap up to the big leagues? Is the triple A guy worth keeping? To me, it feels like that's a position I think they can go out on the market and find someone either under team control uh, for a year or two or find a free agent, even if it is Contreras. Maybe maybe he's the guy. Like JT Realmuto was one of those guys acquired from the Phillies. They kind of built everything, not around him, but they started adding pieces, and he was one of the first dominoes to fall. Could that come down the same way for the San Francisco Giants? That's how I would lean in that direction instead of Bart. Yeah, I don't know about the whole Wilson Contreras thing. It is very, very enticing. And he is a Cub, which is where Scott Harris came from, is where they got Chris Bryant last year. So maybe there's a pipeline that gets created there. I certainly wouldn't hate that. I don't think Joey Bart is going to come back and be a big factor toward the end of this year. Um, All right, next one. Hunter Bishop is destroying pitching in Eugene. Is this something or nothing? This is absolutely something. This is definitely something. Again, and I'll I'll, I'll take sort of the view from 10,000 feet answer, Mm -hmm. which is that the Giants, uh, the whole thing that they're trying to do is build from the farm up right now. I support it wholeheartedly. Uh, You can look at the other teams around the Bay Area and see what an imprint a homegrown player has versus – um, you know, trying to, to figure this out through free agency and, and trades, it's much more difficult. You've got to have a core that, that, that is built from, from within. I don't know if Hunter Bishop will ever be that guy, but this is the best he's ever looked uh, in his entire Giants minor league career for sure. 
and it's at a level where he's got a really good kind of all-star team uh, down there with him. And so if he's starting to really come into his own, uh, that's huge. That's absolutely yeah. huge that, that, you know, and, and I still think he's at least a year or two away. Uh, but if he's finally starting to, to have some success, uh, that's big. That's a first round yeah. draft pick. That's, that's what should happen. Absolutely. He's one of their older of their top 12 prospects. He's probably one of their older guys, but here's the thing that I've known about him because I've been following him since Sarah high school. He is a ridiculous all-around athlete. Now, I know all these guys are, just, but it takes a little time for him. Same thing happened at Sarah High School. It took a couple of years. Then it clicked, and then he hit the ground running. Same thing happened at Arizona State. It took a couple of years. It clicked. He hit the ground running. He has battled so many injuries over the first couple of years being a giant. He finally looks healthy, and everybody who's seen him play says, if this guy can just put it all together, he's got all the natural athleticism and ability in the world power, speed, arm, positional versatility. I'd love to see him do it, and he's a local kid. I want to see him break through. I think this is an awesome step forward for him. He's got to build on it, though. He can't just have three great weeks, you know, in single A and go, oh, that's that's the pinnacle of my career. You're the ninth overall pick, dude. I need you to take quantum leaps over the next year. Okay, next one uh, from uh, Kevin Bodon uh, on Twitter. Uh, would the Giants acquiring Pablo Lopez or Sandy Alcantara at the deadline boost them to win the West or at least 96-plus wins? What do you think? Alcantara is the most prized possession currently on the Florida Marlins, the Miami Marlins. They love him. Sandy is their guy. He's their stud. I think it's going to take a ransom, uh, a ransom amount of money to be able to pry him away. I'd love to have him, quite frankly. I just think it's going to be too rich. And how many different teams are in a position that are a little closer to a championship who are going to give you their top prospect or their second or third prospect for him because he's under team control? Because everybody wants more starting pitching. And I think that somebody's going to get super aggressive. Think San Diego Padres. Think New York Yankees who still need a, a starter. So – I just think it's going to be too steep for where the Giants are at, but I'd love to have him. He's a perfect young arm that would really help this rotation. Well, and again, I'll, I'll, I'll rely on two points. One, I would say if you go get a starter, do not get anyone who you do not think can go win you game three or game four of a playoff series. Um, but we also know the Gi- yeah, the Giants are, are, are not going to break the bank for somebody to come in and pitch for, for eight weeks if mm. they're not that close in in the division and and i currently uh and i mean quite frankly the whole year i've never really been optimistic about them winning the division i'm very very optimistic about them making the playoffs i am totally pessimistic about them winning the division the los angeles dodgers are still whoever they are the padres look like they're not going to fall to whatever their pitfalls were last year. And so the Giants are already flirting with being double-digit back. Doesn't mean that they can't have a much better second half. I still think they will, but catching the Dodgers, it, to me right now the goal is to make the playoffs uh, rather than, than, than try, to, uh, try to overwhelm and, and worry about winning the division. And, and so I don't know. I think how aggressive they are at the deadline – is going to be dependent on how well they play over the next three weeks. Yeah, 100%. They haven't made back-to-back playoffs since, I believe, 0203. This is off the top of my head. I believe 0203 was the last time they went back-to-back in the playoffs. So, like, that's just hard. I, I know the wild card spot gives you an, an opportunity to do it now, which would be out there. I just like with the Walker Bueller injury, I, the Dodgers are going to be so hyper-aggressive. They've got a 
a ton of talent. They're like the number one ranked farm system. They're willing to surrender those guys because they've got so much money in the now that they need guys like that. But he's the perfect kind of giant. Him, Webb, hopefully Rodon opts in. Like, that is a ridiculous pitching staff if you could acquire someone like him. I just think it's going to cost too much. Uh, last one, at Stennett Rennie on uh, Twitter. Oh, nice. Uh, Lamont Wade has played 122 games with the Giants and already got a bobblehead day. Seems kind of quick. What do you guys think? What do you think? I mean, E40 just got a bobblehead. He's played zero games for the San Francisco Giants, you know? I think I have a Rory McIlroy bobblehead when he came to do a Giants, you know, the opening ceremony. So uh, there's a peanut one I have as well, like from Stan Lee. He was like vaguely a Giants fan from Santa Rosa. So like, I got no issue with this whatsoever. I mean, come on, man. They don't have a lot of marketable guys. Late night Lamont, though he's been hurt all year. You know, he's back now. I'm okay with it. I just hope he's okay. He's only had like 13 at-bats since the injury coming back, and he's already – you're telling me he couldn't play today because of that. Because I'm looking at the line, I'm like, why is he not in there? He had a whole yeah. run yesterday. Yeah. So it, I'm worried that the glass slipper has now turned back into a pumpkin on him, but I'm going to be patient because they really need his bat. And he can run a little. Look, uh, the, the, the answer to the question, is it too soon, is no – um, he's already got a nickname. He's already got a Willie Mack award. Thank you. Um, listen, the fans like him. Okay. He, he, he exactly. gets talked about on social media uh, a whole lot. So yes, I have no issue with it. However, does, does both of the, both of the things we just talked about Lamont Wade having a bobblehead and E 40 having a bobblehead. Is there an underlying point here, which is that the giants don't have anybody who people want to show up and get a bobblehead for. Do you know what I mean? And, and the answer is yes. Yeah. And so, look, th- this is going to be a push-pull until the Giants do one of two things, which is either sign a big star or win a damn World Series. And, yeah. and, and until then, the fans are going to say, you got to do something that's more entertaining. And the Giants may respond and say, we will try to entertain you by winning and, and one of the two things needs to happen very, very soon. Uh, now that we're here in the bobblehead zone, I have to ask you, Mark, because I'm, I'm a weirdo. I like to collect certain things. I collect old pennants, right? I, from my childhood, I've always had the pennants, the flags. I've got tons of them all layered around my entire room. Um, and then I've got a couple of bobbleheads. I'm not the hugest bobblehead collector, just straight up, but I know a lot of people that are. I do cards and things like that. Are you a big bobblehead collector? Not a big bobblehead collector, but I am a collector. Like I love memorabilia. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, cool. I tend I tend to lean more toward uh, experience type memorabilia. Okay, right? so that stuff not, that you went to, yeah, like commemorating yeah. something when I, yeah, you know, I was I like there that. or somebody I met Personal or a attacks. moment, a picture, uh, yeah, uh, whatever. Like uh, one of these days, when I've got a billion dollars, there will be a room that's just uh, memorabilia. <laughs> Uh, for now, it still stays in, in, in well-placed garages uh, through, throughout California. Uh, but I do you – know, the best bobblehead I have, and I think I yeah, yeah. have multiple, I, Barry Bonds. I, oh. I, kept, I kept a bunch of Barry Bonds bobbleheads really? when those came out, I think, you know, 15, maybe even yeah. 20 years ago. And wow. so, uh, so I only have a few. That's uh, cool. I keep the really good ones. 
Yeah, I've got the Joe Panic sliding like he's like diving to make the play. It's a bobblehead, but he's on the ground. It's it's very weird. And then the other one that I that I really like because he looks like my my brother in law who passed away is the Travis Ishikawa twenty fourteen home run one. It's it's one that's near and dear to my heart because when I see it, I think of my brother in law. And so that's but going back to your kind of like pulling the heartstrings. That's all the stuff I have has some sort of sentimental value to me and my family, and that's. This is why we're kindred spirits, bud. Well, the, and, and and don't forget, I also have the side-by-side one of Kruk and Kipe. Oh, um, that who, legendary. You know, just because that's of who legendary. they are, because that's the industry we're, we're in, that's yeah. great. I had a few others. I gave them to my sons, and now they're, <laughs> you know, they're the, like the bobblehead that like sits <laughs> yes. there on the shelf, and it's yes. just like, you know, like their, their necks are broken, so may <laughs> they rest in peace. But, but uh, yeah, we uh, we protect the really good ones. Um, All right, there it is. Thanks for all those mailbag questions, everyone. We'll do that again really, really soon. Uh, For Joe Shasky, Mark Willard, this has been the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Make sure you're subscribed so that you are not missing any episodes. Two of them come every single week. And our next episode will be coming up in the middle of this week after the Giants take on Arizona. We'll talk to you then.